Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are super excited. We just wrapped up uh, recording episode two of season two of the Youth Room. We're so excited about it. We talked about uh, what is God's purpose for my life. And uh, I can't believe we did it, Jordan. I can't believe we did uh, another one. Why don't, we, why don't you tell us about what happened in this episode? Yeah, so we talk about what purpose is, why it is so important, how we find our purpose. We actually, you know, we give away the the big secret, what is our purpose? We answer that question. And then at the end, we close on a practical note explaining how each of us can fulfill our purpose. Yeah, and if you are someone who says, you know, maybe I've made mistakes in my life, maybe I've messed up. Um, we end on that note. We, we want you to stick around because we, we want to talk to you directly about um, what God has for you and just to know that God is still there for you. God still has a purpose for your life. And so we hope, we hope that you'll listen. Uh, I just did it again, Jordan. This, this whole episode is tongue twisters. So just buckle up, get ready. It's a great ride. We're so excited that uh, you're a part of it. Hope you enjoy. You're listening to The Youth Room, a podcast from UPCI Youth Ministries for students and young adults. Every month, Daniel and Jordan hang out and talk about things relevant to you as an apostolic young person. If you like what you hear, please consider following and subscribing to the show. P.S. We want your feedback. Visit anchor.fm slash theyouthroomym to connect with us on social media and send us a voice message if you have a question or topic that we should address in the future. Welcome to the Youth Room. My name is Jordan. And I'm Daniel. And today on this episode, we are talking about living with purpose. What is God's uh, purpose for my life? And we're so excited about this episode. Our goal with this conversation and this discussion is really to help you uh, and other young people like you to discover your purpose, discover what God has for your life. And so we're going to talk about, you know, what is your purpose? Why is having purpose so important? How do you find your purpose? Uh, if you've messed up, can God still use you? And so that's really where we're going today. What is God's purpose uh, for my life? And so maybe to, to start us off, Jordan, why don't we just start to define what it is we're talking about? Uh, what What is purpose? What does it mean to have a purpose? Well, just like every great sermon, every great podcast starts with an Oxford definition, <laughs> right? That's right. <laughs> um, I'm making jokes here, but just in simple terms, the way we define purpose is it's the reason why something or someone exists. It's our reason for doing something. Purpose gives us, um, you know, focus. It, it gives us a goal, so to speak. It's, it's where we're headed. It's why we're doing what we do. Uh, think of it how you want, but that's how I would describe purpose. <laughs> yeah. And if things don't have a purpose, then they really have no value. Um, you know, sometimes we have decor in our homes that, uh, you know, it, it's only purpose really is to look nice and you don't uh, just pick things that don't look very nice and just put them on your wall. <laughs> and be like, well, that's just there to scare people off. You know, it doesn't, that's not really a purpose that we go for. Uh, or if you find one sock in the dryer and the other one's gone missing, you don't really have a purpose, uh, for just one more sock. Uh, and so you, you just get rid of it. It's, it's unless you have one foot, I guess, but, <laughs> um, but the purpose really is, uh, you know, why something exists, what, it, what it's meant to do. And, uh, you know, the reason why we do anything is, is the purpose, right? Getting, um, you know, brushing your teeth in the, the morning, the purpose of it is to clean your teeth, right? You, your, your own, uh, oral hygiene there. Uh, and so that, that's what, <laughs> what purpose is. 
Um, and we want to talk, I guess, first of all, about why, why this is important, why knowing your God-given purpose or your purpose in life, why that is so important. And so why don't you talk to us a little yeah, bit about that? I think if you start to take what we were just talking about with purpose and how purpose gives something value, then when you start to ask, what's my purpose, really what you're, what you're chipping away at is what gives my life value? What makes my life meaningful? Um, and answering the question of, you know, what your purpose is, is, is central to figuring out, you know, what gives your life value. And so one thing that came to mind when we were you know, getting ready for this episode, I was thinking about purpose, what it, you know, what happens when we have purpose and what happens when we lose it. And I was thinking of when you look to like a celebrity or a professional athlete or an actor, or a musician, someone who clearly their life revolves around the work that they do, right? And they're driven by it. That's their purpose is to uh, perform, to achieve, to hit these milestones in their career. And then when they hit a stage of life where they're no longer involved in that anymore, we can see these people go off the deep end, right? They can fall into uh, patterns of abuse and get in trouble with the law. And it just seems like they don't know what to do with themselves anymore. And then in a much more like mundane sense, we also see that in the lives of just average people, right? Like if you're getting to the age where you're moving out of the home, like I, my brother and I both got married in the same year, two years back, and we both moved out of the house. And my mom, she kind of was like, what do I do now? Right? Like I, I don't have my sons here. I can't be a mom to them in the same way that I've always been a mom to them. And so she kind of lost that sense of like, purpose in a small way, right? Obviously, that wasn't her whole purpose in life was to be a mom to us. But it just kind of left her wondering, you know, where to put her time and her focus. And you can see that maybe in, in your grandparents, if they're reaching retirement age, or if they've already retired recently, they might wonder for a few months, you know, what do I do? What, how do I spend my time? And they can kind of just be on shaky ground when they're trying to figure figure all of that out, right? And so that, to me, starts to explain why knowing your purpose is so important, but maybe Dan, you could give us a framework for kind of understanding the value of purpose. Yeah. And I think what you said, Jordan, is so key that sometimes our purpose, we feel like it's just fulfilling tasks or it's fulfilling a role that this is, this is my job. This is what I'm getting paid for. This is kind of my life situation right now. And we, we start to kind of do those things. But really what we're talking about is, is that bigger purpose, right? The, the broader purpose that everything falls in line um, with it. And like you said, having that purpose is so important because um, number one, it gives us perspective, right? It lets us know kind of what's important and what's not. And we realize, um, you know, what's, what's helping me fulfill my purpose and what isn't. And so we don't really worry as much about the small stuff. And we realize that we have a significant role to play, that what we're doing is important, that it's, it's moving something forward. It's accomplishing something that's bigger than just a daily task. And so a purpose helps us put everything that we're doing um, into perspective. Uh, the second thing that purpose does, I think, is it helps determine our priorities. So, you know, when we're always thinking, you know, what do I do next, right? When I when I have downtime or I, I finish something and I, I want to know what's next in my life, what's next for my time, what am I going to, you know, spend my energy on? Having a purpose lets you prioritize the right things, right? This is the most important thing for me to do next because it helps me fulfill my purpose or it's in line um, with my purpose. It lets us know what matters. And then the third thing, I think, 
um, that purpose does is it just generates passion, right? If you don't have purpose, you live this kind of aimless life. It's, um, you know, going down the, the lazy river, right? And you just kind of are just going with the flow all the time. And you're not really passionate, right? You're not really excited about that. Like every once in a while, you're like, oh, are we going to get wet? Or, you know, is, is this thing going to capsize? And But you're not really choosing anything, right? You're not heading towards a destination. You're not excited about where you're going. You're not doing everything you can to make it the most fun journey possible. Um, but having that overarching kind of purpose and, and sense of what you were made to do, it just brings makes everything feel more alive, more purposeful. You have a reason to wake up every day. You have a reason for the things that you're doing. Um, and it just makes kind of, it, it makes you filled with the desire to get the most out of your life. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Purpose, it, it brings perspective, it determines priorities, and it creates passion. Well, if you're at this point and you're like, okay, I need some purpose in my life, because <laughs> <laughs> you know, those three things, those are definitely lacking. Um, I think we've all been there. We all struggle sometimes with, with purpose, and maybe we've felt like most of our purpose has come from a job, or it's come from a season of life, it's come from uh, the people that were around, some of the things that we've been talking about. And so when that changes, we can be left wondering, you know, what do I do? Where where do I go from here? And the mm -hmm. the word of God says in Proverbs 16, 4, that the Lord has made everything for its purpose. And unless we realize that our purpose comes from God, we're always going to be bouncing from one thing to the next. When life changes, we're going to be left floundering and wondering what our purpose is. But when we realize that our purpose comes from God, then those three things, perspective, priorities, and passion, they're much more easily sustained, right? And Genesis talks about this process of creation and God making everything for its purpose. It, in the book of Genesis, when it gives the account of creation, it says that God spoke to the earth and he brought forth, you know, the living things that walked on the earth. And he spoke to the sea and he brought forth the creatures of the sea. He brought forth fish and he spoke to the air. He brought forth birds and the things that you know, flew in the air. And then it says that God spoke to himself and that's when he made man. And it gives us this sense that if, you know, the birds are meant to function in the air and the fish are meant to function in the sea, then you and I, we're meant to function in relationship, in connection with God. We're meant to function in his presence. And so we have to look to God for purpose. We have to look to his word, to what he says about us and who he's made us to be to discover our purpose. And Daniel, if you want to take us into the word and help us to just kind of uncover that. Yeah. And there's a really, um, you know, when I think about this and you, you hear it all the time in, in sermons and at church, it's a very popular verse. Uh, Romans chapter eight, verse 28, just says that we know in all things, uh, God works for the good of those who love him. We, we talk about that a lot. But the end of that verse says who have been called according um, to his purpose, right? That when we think about our lives and, and things working for good or being used for good, when we love God, like that's a, that's a really good t thing to think about and, and to dwell on, just knowing that, you know, God can use every part of my life for good, right? When I submit to him, he can use my whole life. Um, but it's that last part that's so important, right? Who have been called according to his purpose. And that that's really what we want to get at. When, when you were saying, Jordan, in, in Genesis, that you know, um, God created us, right, with a purpose. When Proverbs says the Lord has made everything for its purpose, like it, it all goes back to God. And so the, the most important kind of foundation of, of purpose is that we understand that really it's 
about knowing what God's purpose is and what God's purpose is for us, right? He is He is the creator. He knows the intended design. He knows the reason why we were made in the first place. We're just kind of trying to figure it out. And when we realize that we're created by God, all of a sudden that becomes the gateway to our answers. That becomes the gateway to our understanding to know that I'm not just kind of some, I don't know, random, uh, mostly carbon and uh, water thing that walks around, right? (laughs) And has strange thoughts. Like I'm not just that, but that the creator of the universe also created me and he's given me a purpose. Um, that's really what we should be going to when we're looking for our purpose. And the way that we find our purpose, the way that we find God's purpose for our life is through surrender. It's what it comes when we surrender to God. Paul says uh, in Galatians chapter two, verse uh, 20, he said, I've been crucified with Christ. So this is Paul after he's, you know, he's gone from Saul to Paul and he's talking about um, his Christian kind of conversion. He's a believer now. He says, I've been crucified with Christ. And he makes this statement. He says, I no longer live. Um, Now, this is not Paul. He's not dead, (laughs) you know, writing. (laughs) He's not a zombie come back, you know, say, I no longer live. Um, But he says, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave uh, himself for me. He, he says this uh, as well in Philippians. He says, um, you know, to live is Christ. Uh, basically for him, he was saying that, you know, I, I die to myself, I crucify my flesh, and I become alive to God. And God fills me with his spirit. And as a result of that, the life that I'm now living, as I walk in the newness of life, it's not me just making all the decisions about, you know, what's best for me or what do I desire the most? But it's about God. It's about uh, him living through me. What does God want for my life? What does God want me to be doing right now? How, how does God want me to act? And so that's what he's saying when he says, I no longer live, but but Christ lives in me. And, and that's how he found his purpose. And to him, he said, you know, to live is Christ, that that is the purpose of my life is is Jesus and him glorified. And so that's kind of what we want to kind of dive into a little bit more. So we've kind of established the importance of a purpose and that we find our purpose in God. Um, And now we want to make it a little bit more maybe practical for you where you're saying, you know, that's all well and good. um, But can you tell me a little bit more specifically, you know, what is what is God's purpose for my life? And so maybe Jordan, you can start to lead us into that. Yeah, and obviously everyone is a little bit different and everyone's got unique skills and abilities and experiences and all of that will play into how you fulfill your purpose. But I truly believe that God created us all to fulfill a similar purpose, right? The way that you fulfill it might look different from the way that the person next to you fulfills it. But that purpose that God has for you is it's about his work. And Paul talks about this in Ephesians 2. He he says that we are God's handiwork or his creation, right? Created in Christ Jesus. Why? To do good works. And speaking about those good works, it says, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So God, God has created us to do good works. And Peter, uh, he writes about this in 1 Peter 2. He says, that we're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's spe- special possession. <laughs> we are God's special possession. It's a bit of a tongue twister. 
And then he says, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. It's this idea that we exist to give God praise. We exist to put the focus back on God. We exist to uh, be his witnesses or his, his testimony, the ones that speak to what he's done, the ones that are shining a light on God, right? Just like John said, he must increase, I must decrease. That's what Peter is kind of getting at in this scripture. And in Acts 20, verse 24, Paul says, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. So again and again in these passages, we see this idea that our purpose is to put the focus of those around us, the people we come into contact with, the ones who are having conversations with, our friends, our family, our coworkers. We should be trying as much as possible to shine a light on God and on what he's done in our lives and on his goodness and who he is and to be directing people toward him so that they too can get in right relationship with him and, and start to grasp that sense of purpose for their own life. Yeah, I think, I mean, you hit it on uh, the nail on the head, right? Just kind of back to back when you look at all those things about what God has done in us, like he's, he's been so good to us. Right. And that's, we all start with repentance. We, we start by coming to God, realizing that he's got something so much better and so much greater for us than we ever thought possible. And we were just kind of making a mess of things without him. And the fact that he loved us and he, you know, forgives us and he, he washes us clean and all that kind of stuff. And then he, he puts us on this new path. It is from the overflow of that, right. Of, of our just love for God that we, now sing his praises. And I think what you said, Jordan, just about how we all have a similar purpose, right? That this is really our purpose to testify about what God has done, but the way in which we do it, um, or even the places that we do it is very different, right? When, when I hear that verse that you may, uh, you know, declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness, um, you know, just declaring the praises to me, it, it speaks of, you know, singing or, or shouting something. And there are some people with amazing voices um, that, uh, of which I am not one, but, uh, but that is, that is a way for them to, to declare the praises of God. They, they do it through song. They do it through music. Um, other people do it through writing. Other, uh, people make videos. They, they do all these different things to declare the praises, um, of God, to, to give God glory. And, uh, that's what we're doing. That is our, our task. That's our purpose. The Bible also talks about it, um, as us being given the ministry of reconciliation that really, now that we've been brought into a, a right relationship with God, um, our job now is to help other people be brought into the same kind of relationship with God, to, to, shine, to shine a light in the world, to you know, spread the good news that, that Jesus loves them just as, he, just as much as he loves us. And uh, you know, he died for them just as he just as <laughs> I cannot say that, just as much as uh, he did for us. And so that's what we're doing. We're, we're trying to reconcile people to God. We're bringing people um, back to God. And so everything that we're doing really should, should fall in line with this purpose. The, um, the way that we walk, the way that we talk, the, the way that we interact with other people, it all should really come back to this idea of, of God being good to us. And now our, our job really, or our purpose is to point other people to Jesus too, so that they're not missing out on that, but that they can uh, as well receive all that God uh, has for them. And so kind of in a, a more practical way, 
we want to just really talk about, you know, how, how do you start to fulfill this purpose? How do you start to live this out? If you're saying, you know, right now you're saying, okay, I, I feel like I, I understand what God wants me to do. I understand what God has for my life, that God wants me not just to keep this for myself, but that, you know, everywhere I go and everything that I'm doing, I, I'm supposed to be an ambassador. I'm supposed to be a, uh, you know, a witness of what God has done. I'm supposed to tell my story. And so, you know, how do I do that? What are the, what's the process or what are the steps or what does that look like in my actual life? Can you give us a, a practical example or a scriptural example um, of that? And so that's what we want to do now. And uh, maybe Jordan, if you have something, you can, uh, you can start that off. How do we fulfill our purpose? For sure. Yeah. Like we said before, knowing your purpose, it's going to give you perspective, right? It's going to help you to set priorities and it's going to stir up a passion in you um, for fulfilling that purpose. And so I hope you're there. I hope you're starting to feel that passion for what God uh, has ahead of you. And this is a tall order, right? To be part of that ministry of reconciliation, to be part of bringing people back to God. It's not always easy. The, sometimes it doesn't feel necessarily like there's an open door. And so it, it can be a, a big task and something that can loom over us once we realize, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do, um, but how, how do I do it? And there's a few examples in scripture, and I'm just going to look at two, but if you spend time in the word of God, you'll see this scenario play out again and again with the people that God calls um, you know, to, to be involved in the growth of his kingdom. But the two I'm going to talk about right now are Moses and Isaiah. And we see Moses in scripture. God has a, a purpose for him. He has a work for Moses to do, and he speaks to Moses in this momentous occasion through a burning bush. And Moses, he's in the desert. He sees this bush on fire. He goes up to it, and God is speaking to him from this bush. It's not being consumed. And Moses hears the call of God, and his response is a timid response. He's afraid. He's worried that he won't be able to do what God's calling him to do. He's begging God to choose someone else to uh, fulfill his purpose. But God, he ensures he Moses that he's going to be with him and he's going to get it done. At the end of the day, um, God actually does call Moses' brother Aaron to speak for Moses and to help Moses fulfill this purpose. Because Moses wasn't, wasn't there, wasn't at the point where he could fully trust God to use him in that way. And then in contrast to that, if we fast forward to Isaiah, one of the prophets, he had an experience where he saw a vision of the temple and he saw God in all his majesty, just this, um, this illustration of God's fullness, just this veil filling the temple and, or this train rather filling the temple. And he saw God's awesomeness and he knew that God wanted a messenger to speak to the people of God, the children of Israel. And he felt as though, God could use him. He said, here am I, send me, right? And he trusted God to, even though he wasn't worthy, even though he was so much less than God, right? Having just seen this vision of God's awesomeness, he still felt like God can cleanse me, God can use me. And he said, here am I, send me. And, and God did just that, right? And so we see these two examples of, of how we can respond to the call and the purpose of God. We can trust him to use us and just put ourselves in his hands, surrender ourselves to him, and he'll be with us. And in, in Moses' mm -hmm. case, right, he was timid and, and he didn't quite experience all that God had for him. Yes, he still did great things. Yes, God still used him, but there was more that he left on the table. 
right? And so I would say the first step in fulfilling your purpose is to be totally surrendered. God will use you, right? And and he'll use you as much as you're willing to be used, just like we saw in Moses. But try to be just totally surrendered to God and trust him as he leads you in fulfilling his purpose. Yeah, and I think it goes along kind of with what you said earlier, just about you know the same purpose in different ways where they were leading God's people. They were chosen by God to fulfill a specific purpose. And, you know, oftentimes God will call us and he will begin to open doors or he will, um, you know, create new opportunities where all of a sudden we, we have different um, ways or we come in contact with different people where we're now put in a position where we can really testify about what God has done, but there might be this pressure not to. Um, and so just recognizing at the very beginning that I'm surrendered to God and, and that all of this is for God's glory helps you when you're, you're in those new moments or when God open the, opens those doors to remember to point everything um, back to God. And that's kind of um, leading into kind of our next thought on that, right? Number one, be surrendered. Um, but number two, be prepared. Peter said, uh, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Um, and so he said, you know, just people are going to ask you. And that that's the best thing about being a Christian, I think, is that there is a marked difference. And there definitely should be <laughs> in your life, you know, before it was fully and totally surrendered to Jesus and after. And it, and it should continue to pro- progress as we uh, move forward in holiness and as we become more and more like Jesus. Uh, there should be this difference between who you are now and who you were before and also between you know who you are in Christ and who just people without Christ and, and how they feel and how they go through life like we have the fruit of the spirit right we have joy and patience and you know peace that surpasses all understanding like just all of these things that that come from God that make us different and makes us stand out and so when everyone else starts freaking out and they're worried about everything and you just kind of had this hope because you know uh, that, you know, Jesus is coming soon and, you know, you're, you're, you're secure in that, you know, that your, your salvation is secure and you're, you're not worried or concerned about that, right? You don't have fear of any man. You just fear God. Um, when people ask about that, you've got to be prepared to give a reason. And I know it's hard uh, when you're young to just say like, oh, I was lucky or I worked really hard or I had a really good upbringing or just whatever, right? We, we throw out all these different things as opposed to pointing it back to God, right? That it, it's by the grace of God. It's because, you know, you wouldn't, you, uh, you know, thank you so much for saying that, but just, you know, if I could just tell you about where I was before or about, you know, how my life could have been so different if it wasn't for God. And you can start to bring that conversation to God. And so being prepared in any moment, at any time, you know, when uh, someone starts to glorify you and and what you have done, be ready to give the reason and say, you know, it's not about me. It's about Jesus and what Jesus has done um, for me. And that makes, you know, all the difference in our life. Absolutely. And the last thing is to just be salt and light. And um, if you are being salt and light, you know, like Dan said, more and more people are going to notice, right? And we're if our purpose is to point people to God, this is just one more way to do that. So don't be afraid to live differently. Don't be afraid to act mm-hmm. different, right? When you're young, you're in high school, you're in college, it's easy to have this desire to fit in, this desire to fit the mold, to just be a chameleon and blend in with everyone around you. But 
we need to not be afraid to live differently, right? God's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And some of the attitudes of our culture, some of the the lifestyles, they, they might not look like darkness on the surface, right? But if, if you follow that to its end, it's a life of darkness. And so don't be afraid to live differently, to live in the light that God's called you into. And to share what God's done for you. And this is going to lead us into our last point, but everybody has a testimony, right? Everybody has, everybody can speak to what God has done for them. Even if it's just as simple as saying, you know, I was in a church service last week or last month I went to this convention and, and I just felt this overwhelming sense of peace and of love and, and just talk about your experience in a simple church service or maybe a, a scripture that stood out to you and changed the way you thought about something. Something as small as that can be a testimony that you can share with someone to open their eyes to what God could do for them. And so everyone has a testimony. And uh, Dan, if you want to kind of just lead out on that point. Yeah. And just to um, kind of double down on that, really, uh, no matter where you are, like it's it's just a matter of being present, right? If, if God is working in your life, you just have to be present with people. You have to not isolate yourself from people, but God is calling you to people. He's calling you to reach people, to talk to people, to be there for people. Um, and so part of it is just being present. And then the other part is, like Jordan was saying, is it, it's about being visible, right? And and not not trying to blend in, not trying to camouflage, not trying to, to, to be like everybody else. But um, you know, it's sharing the posts on Instagram that you were at church last night. It, like it, it's a small thing, but it, it's, that's being like, right. That's putting that opportunity out there to, to your friends that maybe nobody else is giving them that opportunity to get to know Jesus. And maybe you're not even telling them in person, but you are, you're not hiding the light, right. You're letting it, uh, you're letting it shine. And so, uh, that's what I would say about that is just, you know, when we're fulfilling our purpose, when you're surrendered to God and you're, you're prepared to give that, just really be conscious of, being there for people and also just not hiding what God is doing in your life. Like put it, it's okay to put that on display so that other people can see how great God is and they can, uh, they can begin to ask you about him too. Um, but yeah, lastly, we just kind of want to end it, this conversation. I think we've, we've talked a lot about purpose and really said that, you know, God created all of us for a purpose. We all have a very similar purpose and um, you know, we're to make that everything like the, everything should revolve around what we're doing for God. And we just want to talk for a minute about, or, or to somebody maybe who's out there right now and says, you know, I, I like what you're saying and I, I agree what you're saying, but, <laughs> um, you know, but you don't know kind of what I've been through or you don't know what I'm going through right now. You don't know, um, you know, what I've done in the past. And really we want to end on the message that God wants to use everybody. Um, God wants to use you. He, he can still use you and he will still use you regardless of what you have done in the past. That's, the amazing thing about God and his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness is that he is willing to forgive, right? If, if we confess our faults, he is, uh, he is willing and faithful to forgive. And when he does that, right, when, when we repent of our sins and, and he forgives us, right? He, it, it doesn't mean like he just tosses us aside and be like, well, you know, I'm glad we dealt with that. And, you know, now you just live a, a humdrum life. But no, God calls you for a great purpose and, and for a great mission. And, and it's to reach the people around you, whether it's people at home, whether it's your friends, whether it's people you meet online, whether it's uh, people you go to school with, whatever it is, right? God is is calling you for them. The example I, I come back to um, is, is Samson, 
right? Samson was one of the judges of, uh, you know, Israel, and he had this calling of God and, you know, ended up kind of backsliding from that. He made, he made some mistakes. And then in the very end, he, he prays that God would basically let him do one more thing, um, you know, for God. And it, it's a tragic story, but it, it also ends on a, a somewhat of a positive note because Samson finds that redemption in God. Now, I don't think we have to wait to that point. I don't think we, we get put in a kind of life or death situation most of the time, um, <laughs> you know, hope, hopefully not. But for us, it, it, it's just recognizing that even though we slip and even though we fall away, it, that doesn't discredit your testimony now. Just because you haven't lived the perfect life, so what? You know, nobody, nobody has. I haven't. Jordan hasn't. The only one who did was Jesus. Um, you know, and so we, we all have those mistakes. We have those ups and downs. And, and so don't think that that discredits you from being used by God. In fact, God wants to use that, right? That, that it will be part of your story and that will be part of your testimony. And so, you know, we're all unique. We all have different stories. And we just want you to know that you can be used and God wants to use you. God absolutely wants to use you to make a difference in the world and to reach the people around you, no matter uh, what you have done in the past. Yeah, if that's you, I would say just to close out on that and before we finish off this episode, if that's you, take some time right now in prayer and you know, maybe you've gone to God and you've repented of that before and you've sought his forgiveness. As you're as you're going through that, allow yourself forgiveness, right? Uh, forgive yourself and allow yourself to accept God's forgiveness. If if you're sincere in your repentance, he forgives you. And so you just you know, go through that right now and, and allow yourself that forgiveness. That's it. That's our episode on purpose. We're excited. We're glad that you made it this far. And we hope to see you next month on another episode of The Youth Room. Peace.